Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Weekly Wilson. You can email the show at weeklywilsonpodcast. Wait, no, that's not it. Weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com. I am your slightly sweaty host, Brian Wilson. I was going to say I was your sufficiently damp host, Jay Wilson. All right, so we're in the same boat. On today's episode... No, that's what I was going to say. What I am going to say <laughs> is that I am your... Flick... Rick host. Jay Wilson. Yep, that's better. I'm glad I held out for that. Okay, well, on today's <laughs> episode, um, we talked about our diet... As we've been staying at this lake house for a handful of days, that has been quite interesting. I give out some hot takes on boats, boats, and Jay just absolutely does not hear me out on any of it. Shut and, down. And then we also talked about we've been watching a lot of movies lately, so we did some movie talk and gave some advice on how to be a successful actor. So mm-hmm. stay tuned for all of that and more on this episode of. The Weekly Wilson. We have opted this episode to go with a hot box in the van approach. Sweat Lodge. Yeah. We're still at the lake house, still recording in the van podcast mobile. And we're laying down another track. Quick 500 bars. 500 bars. Quick 800 bars. So, Jay, on this episode... Well, first I want to mention... We face-shifted into actually recording in a way that I'm uncomfortable with. I was just off the cuff, man. Too bad. We're in it now. Um, the Somebody's first... got to shovel it. <laughs> this The first thing I want to talk about is, now that I've been at the lake house for a handful of days, mm-hmm. I've answered a question that I've wondered about a lot in my life, and that question is, can I just eat chips forever and always be happy? The answer is no. The answer is no. There is an upper limit to the amount of chips that one can consume and still enjoy them. Too many potato chips. And then when I don't have potato chips, my thing that I've been falling back on is potato salad. (laughs) This is a big old potato boy. That's my nutritional plan. Yeah. The nutrition at this cabin has been abysmal. Yeah. uh, Let's, let's, Let's run the gambit. What do we got? We have a seemingly infinite amount of potato chips. Yeah. A lot of beer. A lot of alcoholic beverages. Yeah. There was a tray of Oreos. Gone. Cookies. A tray of chocolate chip cookies. Nearly gone. Gone. I finished the la- I just ate the last one. Dude. <laughs> um, the meat bag. The meat bag, which I have been, as we have said previously, I am 1v1ing the meat bag. Yeah. Jay has been <laughs> 1v1ing the meat bag for the past couple yeah. days because Sydney and I are not getting involved in the meat game. Yeah. We don't so. want to get between Jay and his meat. But, you know. What else we got? One v wanting the meat bag is the title of my first adult film. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We got. What else do we have? We had a cheese pizza last night. That was that was a nice change of pace. Frozen cheese pizza. Yeah, when that's your like healthy alternative, you know you're not in a great place. Than that, we Uh, got a tub of ice cream. I had an ice cream cone. That was cool today. And we don't like the taste of the water here. It's very like. Coppery, very yeah, coppery, minerally. So, so we're not drinking enough water, mm-hmm. and yeah, just kind of feel gross most of the time. We got we so locking ourselves in a hot van to see if it helps. <laughs> sweating it all out. We got a cheesecake. Really? I think there's some sort of like cheesecake ice cream cake thing in there that oh. I'm kind of interested in. 
Yeah, we need more dairy. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's another thing that we're missing. Eggs. Oh, a big tub of potato salad. Yeah, that's the big, the big tub of potato salad. Yeah. Wednesday. Thankfully, Sydney is here, and she has been hold keeping us barely afloat by giving us healthy breakfast. We get healthy breakfast. We had a healthy lunch yesterday. We had like chickpea, cottage cheese, tomato, cucumber, balsamic. Yeah, that's a common, uh, common lunch for us. It's like not quite a salad. It's just a mixture of veggies and like freshness. Yeah, that's something Sydney and I have been working out in the van. We're coming around to a lot of really good like cold summer lunch recipes. So we have that. Yeah, it's like diced up cucumber. Um, I don't know if it's a diced tomato or she has cherry tomatoes or what. She's done it both ways. Yeah, but then we got chickpeas, cottage cheese, and some balsamic. Yeah, you just mix all that up in a bowl, and it's phenomenal. It's pretty good. Um, I think that the one healthy meal a day has really been keeping me going. Yeah. But... Sydney is single-handedly keeping us out of just being little pig boys. Yeah, on the bright side, though, I think, what are we down to? One more meal left in... The potato house. Yes. Yeah, we just need dinner tonight. Which is breakfast tomorrow. Eggs are a classic. Yeah, that's true. Um there's something else I wanted to add to that. Oh, cold meals that we've come up with. Kelly's a cold meal gal. Yeah. I mean in the summer, especially when you're living in a van, you need cold meals. Yeah. You don't want a hot steaming lunch or dinner most of the time. But we also started leaning into cold Asian salad. Because I love stir fry. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we'll do like quinoa and then just any vegetables you would put into stir fry, except they're cold. Like raw? No. So it's like, they'll have been sauteed earlier, but then they're in there. So do you, do you wait for them to be cold or do you just eat unheated leftovers? Actually, I don't know if anything I'm saying is true right now. <laughs> I'm not completely sure what we do with it. But we get like, what do we put in these things? Seaweed salad? Gonna- that, that would be good. I think we're going to start getting that. Yeah. But anyhow. So food. tofu with seasoning. Yeah. yeah. Food's being eaten. That's what we're saying. Yeah. A lot of it. Good and bad. Mostly bad. Um, but yeah, so that's one thing I did want to touch on because it has been quite a iconic diet yeah. for the past few days. The other thing I think that I've realized being at this cabin is that I have a hot take on boats, which is most people are always like, oh, let's go out on the boat. It'll be great. We'll cruise around. It'll be a good day. Most of the time, I'm like, pass. Why? I'm glad you asked. Because, I don't know, being on a boat, it's like you just take it out just to drive it around. It's the same as like, hey, you want to go for a drive? Where are we going? Nowhere. What are we going to do? Nothing. We're just going to take a lap. I mean, I've done that. I like that. I don't. <laughs> it's like you're sitting in the car. It's same same logic of like watching a campfire. It's like, let's go for a drive. Like, you don't like driving down in Cuyahoga Valley? Like, you got some tunes going? You never know what you're going to get into. You might see some people you know. Stop at a park, do a thing. That So if you're driving, yeah, you might stop at a park, do a thing, see someone you know. On a boat, not happening. Well, it depends on how many people at the lake you know. I guess if you live at the lake and live in the community, yeah, it could happen. Like, oh, but like, what Dorothy, you, you're here? You just wave. You're at the lake this weekend? But it's like, it's like you wave as you pass them by. Yeah. And that's it. And then you pass them by. What, you ever go for a ride on the four-wheelers? Yeah. Boom. Roasted. That's fun, though, because riding the four-wheeler itself is an activity. It's like I'm involved. It's like, I don't know, it's act... You ever been a passenger on a four-wheeler? When I was little. Yeah. I don't think I would do that for fun now. No? 
Well, also the four wheelers, it has kind of like roller coaster vibes because you're like jostling. The boat to Who's me, Jocelyn. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm riding with Jocelyn on the four wheeler. You know, four wheeler Jocelyn. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what she's doing now. Probably riding a four wheeler. But um, no, I think yeah. Some people just like being on the water. Yeah, like it's waves, and you have drinks and music. Here's my take: is you ever been on a party bus? A pontoon boat is like a living room on outside the on the water. Yeah, I think I'd rather just be in my living room. People don't like being outside? I do like being outside. But also, if I want, like, sunny beach vibes, I'd rather sit on the beach. We don't have a beach. That is true. <laughs> I, I guess, I don't know, it'd be... You're I, just out on the water, man. You're just saying, I like to be out on the water, and I don't even believe that. I think it'd be... It just, just feels aimless. <laughs> Here's... Why are we going on the boat over just going to end back where we started? Why do you get out of bed in the morning, Brian? But Why? <laughs> So, here's the other thing, is that boat fuel, not cheap. You're just burning money to doing laps. gas, Brian. It's not called boat fuel. <laughs> I, think, I think there's specific boat fuel, and it is not cheap. You know that, that the liquid wind that they put in the, in the boat to power it? Boats use a lot of gas. People spend a Do lot of... Do you know that? Yeah. Yeah. People spend a lot of money. Dude, gas tell me, their tell me one more time with a straight face that you know that boats burn a lot of gas. They burn a lot of gas. You don't know that. <laughs> I do. You want me to check chat GPT right now? I'll, well, okay, Brian. So here's the thing. I don't think it's that they burn a lot of gas. I think it's that gas is expensive on a lake because you can't like. There's not multiple gas stations. We don't have internet in the van. <laughs> Hold on, I'm getting out of my pocket. No, this is dumb. What else do you want to talk to me about? No, okay. (laughs) My point that I wanted to make is Is that that you don't like being on boats because gas is expensive. (laughs) Well, no, it's like, okay, I'm all for taking a lap. But, I don't know, what are you spending on that lap? I don't, it's not an activity I enjoy enough to make it worth spending that money. You didn't spend the money. (laughs) Yeah, but what if I got off the boat and someone was like, hey, can you guys Venmo me gas money for my boat? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. How much gas do boats use? <laughs> this is going to be a very fruitful Google search. Three to eight gallons of gas per hour. What is it? Gallons per hour? Not gallons per miles per. Miles per gallon? Leagues per. Leagues per. <laughs> nautical miles. Faster boats. You get 10 more seconds to figure out Can you how much gas boats Depending on weight, it's. It's depending on dependent on the size of the boat and the engine that the boat has. Hold on. So boats are not a monolith. <laughs> boats use a lot of gas. That lake out there is probably fifty percent gas at this point. <laughs> probably. <laughs> um So you don't like boats. Yeah, well really the point I was gonna make is that most of the time I would just rather stay home. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a thing about me. Your homebody. Yeah, like, a lot of people, I just think of the many activities that people do, and I think I like to do those activities at home rather than going out. We talked about this briefly, where I was like, a lot of people enjoy going out to a bar or a brewery, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like the main focus of that is like, yes, the brewery is part of it, but the main thing is being with the people, or I guess maybe it's 50-50. I think a lot of people like to get out of the house as part of it. I just think I would rather have people over. I would rather create my house to be a place that is a place that people want to be and then have people at my house. Yeah. And I think I'm that way because that's how we grew up. Like our house was the place Mm -hmm. to be. So I never had to go anywhere. 
And it's like, if you imagine you have a bunch of yuppies mm-hmm. with small living rooms and kitchens and apartments, it's like yeah. they want to host everybody. Yeah, that's true. So. I, I guess there's a phase of life where it makes sense to go out because no one really has the means to host everybody. Yeah. But like, I want to have dope living room, dope kitchen, like kegerator, have a few beers on tap at the house, outdoor area for fun. Mm-hmm. And like, I want to be the place. Yeah, there was a house that we would uh, go to that had a kegerator. That was pretty clutch. Yeah. And and, and in the greater University of Cincinnati area. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's just... You want to make your house a bar. We should buy a bar. <laughs> we should totally buy a bar. Um, no, but just in general, too, like on a grander scope, I feel like... Um, I was talking to Sydney about what people get fulfillment out of in life. And I feel like the thing that old people always tell young people is like, oh, you need to get out and travel while you're young. And I get that because when you're young, you don't have as many things tying you down. Like as soon as you have kids, travel immediately becomes much more difficult. Yeah. The more involved your job gets, like there's just a lot of factors that it's easier to travel when you're young. I think think it's post-retirement stuff. Post-retirement, there's a lot of good travel to do too. But there's some traveling you should do when you're young. Hiking to the top of Mount Kilimanjaro. Yeah, or like, when you're older, you travel differently. Like, when you're young, you're willing to stay in hostels and, like, slum your way across Europe. Yeah. When you're older, I guess some people, well, some older people would still be down to do that. But yeah, they're weird. But generally, you're going to be sick of all that. You're going to be too old for that. Like, I don't want to hear these youngins. Yeah, so, and you also have more money at that point. So you're more willing to get hotels, Mm -hmm. stay nice places, do nice things. But it's a different trip. All right. So, yeah, there are some things you should do while you're young. But all of this is built on the assumption that traveling is a thing that everybody wants to do. And I think I don't get a lot of fulfillment out of traveling. Like, when I go and see things and do things, it's like, oh, this was fun, That that's cool. But the opposite end of the spectrum, I think, is staying, is, yeah, staying in one place, really mastering something, or becoming very intimate with that place. Yeah. And I think I've talked to Ryan about this on the podcast before, but I feel like I get a lot more fulfillment and happiness out of that, like, having a routine, really mastering some things being a good host is way more fun than like visiting a place that nobody's ever been yes yeah and like i don't know like if you if you and five of your friends went somewhere that none of you had been to hang out that'd be its own type of fun but then if four of you go to visit one friend in their hometown who like knows it super well and knows all the cool shit Mm -hmm. that's gonna be better is what you're saying i think that is Along the same lines of what I'm kind of that yeah I'm I'm putting words in your mouth but I think yeah it's like when I went to Spain my favorite place by far was well part of the stint in Portugal when we were at a friend's town like we were visiting a friend who was working in Portugal and he knew the area so well and it was really cool to be with him because he was like one he was talking Portuguese like it was his job he like <laughs> that's he like got a deal for us where he's just like basically saying like he was. What was it? He was trying to pretend like he was, like, from there. And he was just like, listen to my Portuguese. Do I sound like I'm not from here? And it's just <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that was cool. I just like, I like having somebody who knows the area. Mm-hmm. So I think knowing an area is also fulfilling in your own right. Because then you're just like, man, I manufactured this awesome time for these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So then you can like have people over, go out to like cool breweries and stuff. Yeah. In your area that you know about. Yeah, for sure. So <laughs> I hate you. So yeah, and I think all of this has been very upfront in my mind being in the van because the van leans us way towards one side of we get to go places and see things and do things, which is fun. Really don't like doing that. But yeah, <laughs> when you do that, you sacrifice having a routine and mastering anything or getting used to where you're at. Yeah. Um, which I don't know if I was better with my time and my intentions, I could still like be learning, like developing a skill, mm-hmm. like learning coding or video editing or whatever. Backflips. Like all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I could be practicing my backflips everywhere I go, but I don't know. I don't, it, it just becomes harder to do because it's harder to establish a routine. And I feel like you're able to really dig into something and master it when you have a routine. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm realizing. So basically what I'm saying is I hate van life and I'm not getting any fulfillment out of it. No, I'm not actually saying that. Van, it is very fun in its own way. It's all, I feel like a lot of it is kind of grass is greener on the other side. Yeah. Because obviously when we were living in Wilmington, we were so excited to be in the van, go places, do things. And now that we're doing that, we're like, man, it would be really nice to stay in one place for a little bit. Yeah, you can't miss what you currently have. Yeah. So, I don't know. Just the current thoughts in Brian's head on his yeah. lifestyle and everything. And the last thing I have on my list for today is... We've been watching a lot of good movies lately. Yeah. Uh, we Welcome. watched <laughs> We watched Air, the movie about like Michael Jordan coming to Nike. Spoilers. Mm. Um, we watched A Few Good Men, which has the iconic line, You can't handle the truth. Yeah. Which was very well delivered. It, it lived up to the hype. Yeah. And then last night we just watched Parasite. Yep. Which was... I bullied you guys into watching a subbed movie. Yep. I wonder if it changed... We didn't talk about it afterwards. I wonder if it changed Sydney's uh, views. Yeah. At the beginning, it was a little hard to follow, but then towards... Once you get into, like, dramatic deliveries of lines and stuff, you kind of get into the groove. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, but yeah, that one was... For, for a lot of it, I was kind of wondering why it won as many awards as it did. But yeah. then there were some scenes that were just very... Good to look at. Yeah, very, like, well... Very cinematic... And then also, it was kind of in your face, the kind of mo- the motif. Yeah, the message they were trying to deliver, that yeah. you're like, oh, there's these rich people, and then like, how they view these not rich people, and like, like stuff like how that. How the lower class is kind of forced to be parasites. Yeah. And just the dichotomy between yeah. like, like with the rainstorm. Yeah. It was like, they're like, oh, we're happy we finally got some rain. Meanwhile, everyone in the slums is like flooding and miserable. Yeah. But anyways, the movie that I actually wanted to talk about was um, A Few Good Men. Because it's a court movie. Mm-hmm. It's all following a court case. And after watching it, I'm like, Marshall. Yeah, I was like, man, that movie was so good. You have like drama, suspense, mm-hmm. like setbacks, everything. And I kind of asked myself then I was like are court cases just like the best thing to make a movie of like I feel like it's inherently going to be good Mm, yeah I mean I'm sure there's bad court movies I'm sure there are but like court cases if you have a good court case you can make a good movie out of it yeah yeah because like because it's like kind of a mystery and the format is this is a speech 
Yeah. We're giving a bunch of speeches. Yeah, it's kind of a mystery, kind of like a whodunit, kind of a puzzle. Like, how are they going to get out of this one? And then, yeah, like you said, it lends itself to eloquent speeches that climax to a point of, like, I got them to say what I wanted to say. It's like a battle of wits. Yeah. There's tension. Um, It can get very emotional. Yeah, lots of lots of things send them up for success, that's for sure. Yeah. Without any action, too, necessarily. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen definitely seen some that like kind of blur the lines, like the what was it, the Pelican Brief. Haven't seen that one. It's a good one. Yeah, so I'm thinking maybe I need to watch more court movies. Court procedurals. I don't well I don't like court procedural shows. Yeah, like Judge Judy. Then I was wondering No, uh, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like I've talked about this uh much to Kelly's dismay, uh, but like Law and Order, oh, or like I, NCIS, those those are crime procedurals. I'm like, okay, Bones. I've never watched any of these shows. Are they X Files? They're all the same to me. Okay, so I feel are like they like court shows? What do you mean by criminal? Like procedures? court is part of it, but like crime procedurals, like they're solving a crime. It's like some sort of some sort of agency trying to solve some sort of crime. Okay. Um. Yeah, I guess those would inherently be good, too. I don't know. Yeah. I guess most things that... It seems very villain of the week to me a lot of the time, you know? Okay, yeah, I could see that. It's like, oh, are they going to get this one? Yeah. Are going to get this one? Yeah, I guess if you made... I guess that's why they're better movies than TV shows. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, because the movie's a one-off, and they're going to pick the best one. So... Yeah. We should watch, you know, we should watch, we should watch the Ted Bundy movie. I never heard of it. Apparently it's good. Anyways, do you have a more grandiose point you want to make? Um, not really, just that court cases make good movies. Mm. They have a lot. It's just like all there. I feel like it's a layup as far as the film industry. But you also got to have actors that are really good at delivering speeches and yeah. acting. You want an actor that's good at delivering speeches. You want an act- the actors who aren't good at delivering lines you need an actor that's good at acting and good at saying things yeah show up you say some things you go home what's the best actor who's not good at saying things hmm gotta be like the voice actor for like the guy in primal or like yeah the blue man group count blue man group maybe uh mr bean mr bean yeah what about who's the guy that goes wow that's <laughs> Owen Wilson? Yeah. Is he good at saying things? I think he's pretty good at saying things. What about... Um... Who's the guy from National Treasure? Nicolas Cage? Yeah. Is he good at saying things? This plane's going down. <laughs> is he a good actor? I think he's a great actor. Have you watched some of his movies? Yeah. Is, hey. he, is he good at saying things? Yeah. Why does he get so much hate? <laughs> I don't know. He's kind of a weird dude. I guess he's more of... It's more of meme than hate. Like, he's just very memed. Yeah, I think he's a cool guy. He, uh... Well, I was just talking about movies. You see his movie, uh, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent? No. I watched the first half of that, and that was pretty cool. What's that about? Is it about him? Because that sounds pretty, uh... Pretty <laughs> cocky. So now we're to the phase of the show where I tell Brian about movies he hasn't seen. <laughs> but, um... Hey, I bet the listeners might not have seen it either. They're gonna get a lot of good movie wrecks out of this. <laughs> it's about him... Um, it's, he plays Nicolas Cage in the movie, but in this universe, Nicolas Cage is like a, a starting to fail actor because he works too much. They're saying, you work too much, Nick, you're in too many things, you need to make yourself in higher demand. Mm. And like his, yeah, his personal strife based on him working too much. It's a very meta movie. 
So it's about him, but not something that's actually happened to him. Yeah. But then, so then he is basically like, oh, he's down as lucky, doesn't have that much money. And, um, he finds out that he, like, is hired to, like, go appear at this guy's birthday party. And he's like, fine, I'll do it. This guy's paying me an insane amount of money. Turns out it's, like, a drug lord kingpin who just loves his movies. Uh, And he goes, it's kind of like the interview, where, like, he goes, but then he gets intercepted, and there's, like, you need to get this dirt on him. And then he's just like, all right. And then he goes and hangs out with this guy. Then the guy just, like, loves Nick Cage. Huh. And, like, they're bonding. But it's really funny. Interesting. It performed very well, apparently. Yeah, well, that's good. good First half him. holds up. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of really all I got on my on my to-talk-about list yeah, here. Well, you know, sometimes it's going to be that way. The, we, these are intended to be shorter episodes. They are. I'm hungry. Yeah, we could take an intermission. I need some chips. <laughs> Let's go eat some more potato chips. We have like five running bags right now, and then like six unopened bags. I know. I at the beginning of the week, I was kind of like, "Let's make it a fun mission to finish all the bags." Uh, kill us. It's yeah. It's not fun anymore. I don't think we touched any of the bags that Dad brought. But anyhow, who brought more chips? Dad they brought not, three bags of chips. Do they not know that there's already a bunch of chips here? They told us not to bring chips. Anyhow. Um, <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Weekly Wilson. You can email the podcast at weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram, weeklywilsonpod, at weeklywilsonpod, at before that. Weeklywilsonpod, comma, at. Weeklywilsonpod, at weeklywilsonpod. Um, (laughs) Dot weeklywilsonpod. At AOL. Dot net. But until the end of next week, and unless otherwise noted, my name is Jay Wilson, his name is Brian Wilson, and this has been The Weekly Wilson. Skidoo doo ba da bee wa doo da shoo bop. <laughs> <laughs>